0: Greetings heathens and heretics, welcome to our March Metal Roundup, another storming month of, of metal releases. It's been a strong fucking year so far. Um, this week we are missing the holy influence, him, he who shall not be named, but fresh from the siege of Limerick, a uh, tired and weary bean dog is back, because clearly you can't fucking get enough. Um, <laughs> how are you doing and how was your weekend in the
1: uh, Emerald Isle? Well, I am. I am tired and I am weary. Um, yeah, long, long day traveling yesterday. Um, but Ireland was absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah. Really good. So we, um, I was out there with the Grudge um, to play at the Siege of Limerick um, festival, and it's a gem. It's an absolute gem um, in Limerick. Obviously, in a place called Dolans. Which uh, I knew nothing about. That, I think. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's just like a, it's just like a massive pub, like massive. Um, I get well, I guess it's like a pub with a venue sort of attached to it. I think it's called the Warehouse. So um, it turns out the Siege of has been been running for a while now. Uh, I don't know how many years, but it's it's pretty established. Um, and it's just got a buzz. Right, it's a free event for starters so i mean it is stacked absolutely full of people um and just a great vibe um i mean <laughs> it, i i don't think i saw many bands at all we just kind of sat in the bar area and just people watched i mean we were knackered anyway we've been travelling to get out there we did the gig and we just kind of got some beers in sat at a table and just watched it all happen around us full of people everyone in good spirits everyone i mean people were so friendly people were so welcoming uh, we had, uh, like all the people that were there, like volunteers and people that worked there, um, just made us feel like we were, you know, just happy that we were there and, and the same kind of went for everyone. And it was just a really positive experience. So, um, put it in your calendar. Cause it's a good one. <laughs> it's a fucking yeah. long way to go though. It, it is, it is a long way to go, but I, t- I mean, the Irish scene is clearly in good health clearly in good health because like the night before that we went to a place uh what was it called bruce brussels it's like a bar in dublin um we spent a night in dublin before we went down to limerick and uh we went so we went on a bit of a pilgrimage to pay our respects to the phil linnet statue
0: yep saw the photo
1: nice okay so that's that's now just next to that statue there's a bar and um we're out there with uh, so my girlfriend was with us. She's from Dublin, so she knows a little bit about the place. And she said, look, we're going here for a beer because it's where all the rockers drink. So, OK, and we went down the stairs into the room, only to be great, uh, met with the sound of Rick Astley blaring <laughs> out. Um, so um, quickly went back up the stairs. And just as we were leaving, someone stopped us, um, clearly saw like our leather jackets and that, and said, uh, no, 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 you want the rock bar don't you it's like yeah you need to go down downstairs <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough back down we went off uh you know into this this other little side room and boom you know there they all were great dj great songs everyone everyone on this podcast would approve um you know, very kind of 90s uh, era, all the old classic Faith No More stuff, you know, Megadeth, but all the, you know, Hangar 18, all the stuff you want them to play. Um, so we just stayed there and had beers and played the Siege of Limerick on a hangover. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So great. Yeah. So awesome. Really, really good time.
0: It sounds good. Like you said, that is that is a lot of fucking traveling. If you have gone all the way over there and it had sucked, it'd be pretty miserable, wouldn't it? So it's, it's good that it worked out.
1: Yeah, paid off, paid off in spades. It was, it was excellent. Who did the driving? Uh, Davey and KB. So, Davey did the lion's share. Uh, he was designated driver. Um, we did, we did cabs on the, on the night of the, uh, the actual festival. Well, just cool. but yeah, you know, we, we took the ferry as well, which I've never done before. So, we, we went up to Hollyhead, got on the ferry across the water three hours. So, it was a real, it was a real schlep.
0: Oh, it's like a Jolly Boys outing, isn't it? Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirits were good.
0: Well, try not to fall asleep for the next couple of hours and then um, we we might get an episode out of it. Um, Before we do crack on, though, I must make a public apology. Um, Last week, we featured many a movie uh, and the odd TV show with, you know, some kind of link to to heavy metal. Um, Some of it a little bit tenuous, but is what it is. Um, And one or two listeners oh you know who you are got in contact to point out a glare and a mission that we didn't talk about and it is pretty fucking shameful that we didn't um and that's bad news Ooh. we didn't mention it and well, i know I
2: thought, I, I thought about it but
0: but why why i mean you know i right, so it was 1983 Comic strip originally. So, you know, we're all like two, three years old when that was first on TV, but we're all more than aware of it. And we've all seen it countless times since. So yeah, we hang our heads in shame. And um, and those who did make a complaint, we we do apologize. The official complaints department has um addressed your concerns and um and uh you know we, we'll do our best not to is let it, you down in future.
2: It's been upheld.
0: Yes, it has. Yeah, <laughs> it
2: definitely. Um it's is it one of those where it came out at the same time and it's just coincidence or, or? 83
0: it was first it was first aired on okay. um, comic strip presents and i think there was a reboot of it in 88 as well um which is when they did donnington isn't it, uh, I
2: think it
0: was yeah was there. so you know Be- bean's in his 50s
1: so he probably knows more than shut up. <laughs> am i happy birthday for the last week by the way oh thank you yeah not quite 50 yet Wow, well, that's
0: that's what you say but um so yeah yeah you know please accept our apologies it won't happen again
1: now is it am i right in i'm sure somebody told me this actually at the weekend um it predates spinal tap I think yeah it does, but, yeah because tap but, is 84 isn't it yeah right. yeah so that's quite something really if you think yeah. about all the kudos that spinal tap gets yeah and you could make the point that they're not the originals
2: Ooh. It's, there's, you know what these, these coincidences pop up every now and again and another couple of really completely non-related examples was firstly The Avengers because the, the American comic started in 63 and right. that's when the TV se- the British TV series started completely unrelated just massive coincidence they named them the same sort of thing Wow! and in 1951 I believe people on either side of the pond created a character called Dennis the Menace Of course, yeah they're completely unrelated all all the time it's just these weird coincidences happen every time in the universe and i think it's probably one of those
0: is that why the avengers tv show became the new avengers does that (laughs) got anything to do with that or is that just coincidence
2: i don't believe so no because i mean the 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 american comic you know had a bit of distribution in the 60s in britain but not enough to make any sort of profile i mean people you know when the film came out 10 years ago you still have old, old brits going what That's not the Avengers. I think it's just they, they, they just wanted to rename it because obviously they had new characters and it was the seventies and whatnot.
0: Right. Well, there's there's nothing um, quite like alienating anybody under the age of sixty on this.
2: Yeah, but it gets confusing because Marvel actually rebranded the Avengers as the New Avengers about New
0: Avengers. Yes, twenty years ago,
2: which which was very good. So yeah, it's it's, yeah, the universe is bizarre. But mm.
0: anyway, shall we crack on with? uh, with march because you know
2: let's march on
0: february
2: there
0: we go booms um (sighs) no it was another it was another banging month really um we may as well start at the very top of the tree probably the biggest release of the month which was um enslaved heimdall came out on the third so right at the beginning of the month um without wanting to repeat myself too much I've, i've said this countless times on this podcast that i do love enslaved and ever since below the lights they've been as close to sort of Faultless as you can get, really. But I think this this steps it up again. I mean, you know, you boys, what do you think of it? You know, I loved it, but that's that's a given.
2: There there, there are positive thoughts from my direction. So well, yeah. very positive. I just it, it, nothing else sounds like them.
1: Mm.
2: No one else sounds like them at the moment. I mean, what they do and how they approach it and how they they put stuff together, especially on this album. And it's not even particularly. I don't want to say orig- it's not unoriginal, but it's 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 not particularly um, progressive or, or new or fresh. No. There's a lot of familiarity there, yet it sounds fresh and it, it, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: got its own voice. It's yeah, its own voice. and actually, on that, that I've been thinking a lot about the the, the sound of it, and that that I think mm. that it's so dense, and they've really thought about how it sounds um and i'll uh, I'll very briefly mention another release that we we're not talking about because it's not metal but it actually reminds me a lot big release this month of the new depeche mode album right there are sounds on it that remind me of the kind of ideas that they'd be using these big synths are coming in and these just big waves of synth that just come over the music um but it just sounds epic it's, yeah. I I I, I want to hear it like it would be such a great um, Bloodstock headline set just to hear this album. Yeah, just yeah. imagine it over the crowd. It's it's strong. It it,
0: it, it, it does. It sound it, it sounds as epic as the artwork suggests. If you know what I mean, like especially on the gatefold, the way that opens up into the, the sort of panoramic photo. It,
2: it it's, it's an really onion. Stunning. This album, it's an onion. There's just layers. Yeah, you just peel away, and it's just it's. And it makes you cry sometimes. That's how good it is.
0: is. <laughs> fucking steady on.
2: Um, um,
0: it, it is it, it is progressive Viking black metal, I suppose, if you really want to dumb it down. But Eternal Sea is the one that stands out for me, which is a proper sort of sprawling, froggy hmm. epic that, you know, then goes into like a thunderous black metal towards the end of it. And
1: yeah, that's actually, I- that's one of the ones that just made me think of like, Um, Andy Fletcher you know it's it's just it's just
0: yeah it's huge the use of synths along with all the the sort of more extreme metal end of the the spectrum how they manage to make that work as well as they do is 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 incredible it's um yeah it's it's a stunning piece of work I absolutely loved it yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's
2: it's so warm as well
0: Oh, oh it's definitely warm
2: it's very, yeah. you know, an album like that from where they come from, you wouldn't expect, but it's, you know, straight off the bat, they open with this, I mean, it's just trick, water trickling. It's something you put on when you're trying to go to sleep or whatever, but it just, it just leads into that oh, first track.
1: Like the incredible sound of those horns, yeah. which I think they are borrowed from Wardruna, aren't they? It's the guy from Wardruna is playing right. that horn at the start. And it just, you know, you hear it in the distance and then um, you know, there's that one blast just before the music starts. It's just really close up. Um, and it just uh, it, I mean that it just gives me goosebumps. Just mm-hmm. just that just that intro, I think, is is incredible. Um sets Horde, it up perfectly.
2: Horn of Dondor sort of back there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I mean it's I mean the way Forest Dweller goes from this sort of just relaxed kind of almost grungy kind of opening. Mm. And then just Opens up to just savagery later on. I mean, you got like the likes of Caravans to the Outer Worlds, which you know, what a, what a track title for a start.
0: Yeah, the um, um, the, the caravan thing. I, I mean, Enslaved we had Dark Throne and Caravans last year as well. Where's it all coming from? Yeah, is this an it, in joke that we don't know about? Do you think?
1: Blackmails smells... big in big in Butlins.
2: Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's just the way those guitars battle. When it open, you know, as it opens up steadily, and then it just rolls, rolls forward a rollicking pace with these guitars just attacking each other. Yeah. In a way, I've just, you know, I don't think I've heard before.
1: Yeah. So, and some really strong melodies as well, like "Forest Dweller," and particularly that kind of melancholy vocal line that comes in. Yeah. It's memorable. It's you know, in amongst all of that, you've also got a song. You know, this kind of yeah. memorable refrain that he's singing out over everything, and that I think is what really you know, really makes it, it, it like, it, it is a balancing act. They've got bits in there that are complex. They've got bits in there that are musical, interesting. You know, they kind of take you off in places, but they've also got songs at the centre of it, and that's crucial.
0: Do we think it's one of their strongest albums yet? I think it's got to be up there. I'd say so, yeah. You know, it's up there with Below the Lights and Issa for me. I think it's, yeah. um, you like I say, because sonically it just sounds so good. And you know what? I think it's going to get stronger and stronger the more... You listen to it over the weeks and months and, you know, it's it's gone straight into my potential top 10 list for the year anyway.
2: Well, I mean, as it currently stands, this is my album of the year.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably come close to agreeing with you, to be honest with you. It's, so, it's a long way to go, song, but... Some others, but yeah. Yeah, they've had, look, if you're going to go on a, you know, on a long crusade across the Scandinavian mountains, this is what you want to listen to on your journey, isn't it? I feel like I did that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that was Wales, mate. <laughs> It was a start, um, but yeah, yeah. It's um, like I say, it's still early in the year, but to already have this many album of the year contenders, and that is a really strong one.
1: You know, we're uh, we're onto a good one. I, um, my album of the year list is already kind of like twenty. Oh, it's, it's
0: already getting silly. I've I've got I I had about twenty. I've nailed. I've already sort of knocked off a few. So it's um I've, yeah, it's going to be an. We might be doing top one hundreds by the end of the year.
2: I was saying to a fellow. Uh... A fellow podcast bro, Jimmy. Earlier today on Twitter, it's just, it's just I'm, I'm, I'm having to limit myself with new albums because I, I'm not getting enough of a chance to listen to the albums that I really love so far this year because yeah, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, sample yeah. a lot That's of different true. things and trying yeah. to trying to be professional for this pod, you know, for our viewers and whatnot. All right, um, <laughs> But it's yeah, there, there's I haven't listened to this album enough because I've been trying to, you know, spread the love and it's just I, I'm having to limit myself because. This, this, this. I've listened to a lot of good albums this year yeah. once, but I know it's not going to be half on the list because it's good, but I know I'm going to hear better. Yeah. Um, has, it, has it been always
1: been it. like this, or is this a result of like everybody been locked away for two years creating music and there's just been this deluge of really great albums this year?
0: I think it's, it's probably a bit of both. I mean, you know, going back to social media and you can blame um, K Man riffs. The work that man puts yeah. in social media every week with with that week's new releases from all far flung countries of the world, and a lot of the stuff that, that I've discovered over the last three months has come via that that twitter feed so yeah it's I think it's always been there. it's just we've got the extra exposure now, and it's so much easier to get your hands on it, so you know which is good, not great necessarily for musicians trying to make a living, but it's great for those of us who want to listen to it, so yeah and every cloud and all that but you know that was enslaved look another big one for this one this is one that we were excited about from the start of the year um for different reasons uh this is vast reaches unclaimed by majesties um came out on 20 bucks spin on the 3rd of march same as enslaved another great label that keeps knocking them out of the park so this was (laughs) if this has effectively been billed as like a a resurrection of of jester race era in flames isn't it and I was I was excited by it. The couple of songs I heard, um, I felt like I needed to be able to listen to it properly all the way through. First opinions, I was like, you know, yeah, it's, it's good. I, th- I questioned the production a little bit at times. It was a little bit, sounded a little bit messy. But I think the more and more I listened to it, the more I got into it, because under the circumstances, I made myself listen to this album quite a lot. Um, it's grown on me a lot, but I think it's, it's potential and it's it's a situation where there's loads of great memorable moments, loads of hooks and loads of guitar melodies, more so than it is a collection of songs. If you get me, I yes. love the album and it's, it sounds fucking brilliant. And it's got all those boxes ticked for proper Swedish death, even though they're, they're not Swedish, yeah. but it's all there. So I think I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about where they're going to go as a band. Than necessarily this album if that makes sense but i do i'm not saying i, I do still love it
2: yeah
1: no it does i mean I, I haven't listened to it much but um i thought it's a it's a really confident sounding album yeah um i was getting i was getting um like at the gates vibes that was the the band i kept thinking about particularly the vocal style and, and i ju- but i just felt like every time i was thinking oh it's a bit by numbers they would just throw something in
0: that's what i mean by those moments
1: that would make me go oh no hang on hang on this is this is going somewhere you know like there's um there's a track our oh gracious captors and it's got this kind of acoustic passage that comes in which is just really lovely it's kind of almost like um uh like classical sort of influenced um bit of acoustic guitar or in the first track there's a moment where um singer just hits this scream that is absolutely fantastic yeah um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd echo that view. I, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Um, and there was just enough to stop me just, you know, reaching for the skip button or just thinking, ah, you know, whatever. Uh, just enough to hook me in for another listen.
0: The way the album opens, the first track in Yearning Alive, that just sounds like pure jester racing flames. That first sort of like 20 seconds, it is pure classic in flames. So, it, it you know, it locks me in straight away. But like like you said, every now and then there's just this moment, this 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 bit of lead guitar, this melody. This like it just, it just kept coming, but it kept
1: coming in small doses, kind of thing. So you know, yeah. You, you know? mentioned the production. I, think, I quite like the production. I just thought it's it's it was just it's quite bold. It's like in your face. It's, it's very very it's in your face. But it's so kind it's of it. very kind of solid sound to it. Um, you know, for me, that gave it a lot of impact. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if that'll stand up over repeated listens, but yeah, it sort of it, it came. It sounded
2: strong to me. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think this is a good example of, of tempering expectations because I think we heard those opening tracks like "In Yearning Alive" and "The World Unseen," and we got excited because it's, this is going to be the this is going to be the Flames album we've been waiting for for twenty years. Nah. We finally finally wanted it, and like you say, it sounds sounds like proper old school in flames and it's it's released and I think overall we probably set ourselves to have a bit too much hope for yeah. this album because it doesn't match that hope I'm afraid it's certainly not a bad album as you said potential yeah lots of stuff here and there going on but I think for me the sound of the album doesn't quite match or rather the sound of the album exceeds the quality of the actual songwriting. I think I'm not getting enough great songs overall, just like moments, just to keep Mm -hmm. keep interest. The opening track in Yearning Alive and the end track Journey's End, you know, for me, those those bookends were the best things on the album. Um,
0: I've got the same thing in my notes, to be fair. Yeah. And I don't get quite
2: the same scale during the album. And for the, as as for the production, it, it it feels like there's a sort of layer of film on top. It just feels a bit understated and lacks the bombast I'd want from this kind of sound. So I, th- I I would have to agree that it's it's certainly listenable if you love this kind of thing. But there's more potential there, like you know, as if the next one, if they if they work on the songs better, the next one could be an absolute belter. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a solid it's a solid opener um but uh, yeah it it feels like um i probably should uh lower expectations next time i hear a couple of great tracks and say you know what it might not be great but this
0: Um, this is is just how fucking desperate we are for you know to (laughs) to rehash those classic moments you know i mean (laughs) you know the jester race especially had such an impact on me all those years ago that i'm still i'm still craving it you know and foregone in flames this year didn't definitely didn't you know tickle that spot so i don't know maybe maybe i'm just i'm just too hopeful we mo- we need to move on i need to move on i need to let it go <laughs> just move the fuck on and you know maybe if i didn't have those expectations this album you know may have sounded but i don't know i don't know but i think we're all in agreement it's a damn good album and there's this huge potential yeah yeah i i'd say so so we'll see how quick they turn another one around. At the other end of the spectrum, uh, on the 24th of March, um, this, this was sent to us quite a while ago from Dying Victims. Uh, and I've, I've been listening to it solidly ever since. It could be one of my top 10 albums of the year, but for very different reasons than the likes of Enslaved. Uh, this is Demonic Assassinations by Hellcrash.
1: Well, it's definitely got a top ten cover. I mean that it's cover art. The,
0: art. the artwork is is something else. If anybody's not familiar with it yet, go and have a look. If you can find an image of it that's not censored.
2: It's, it's, <laughs> it's the only it's the only time Banger TV actually had a censored album on their on their yeah. review. <laughs> YouTube will YouTube will kick us off if we actually put this on. Yeah,
0: it is it's something else. Um, but you know what? Zero fucks given, as far as I'm concerned. They they've gone, they've done it, and and they're clearly very proud of it. Um, and it does kind of give you an idea of what's contained within, you know. Um, so this this is this is speed metal, speed metal and speed metal. That
1: yeah, it pretty just, much is one flavor, isn't it?
0: Yeah, if you wanted to go into a, a convent and massacre a thousand nuns, this is what you would listen to in the process. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we do not advocate. Which we certainly do not advocate. No. <laughs> um, try to keep it less, less than 200 nuns. It's a lot easier. Um, the, I, I have to talk about the song Serpent Skullfuck because, yeah, right. you know, the, the chorus that just goes Serpent Skull Fuck, Die!
1: what more it's do you, want. you you know that song like if you saw or when people see hell crash live that song is going to be rampant of course it is it's just the one isn't it it's got anthem written all over it it's i mean for fuck's sake it's called serpent Skullfuck <laughs> that's all you need to know it's uh yeah it's it's straight to the point
0: that it's it's very raw uh, that's obviously the intention um but it, it doesn't need to be anything else This is Route 1, Speed Battle, and as far as I'm concerned, done done very, very well.
1: Although I I just want to get, I mean, I think every review we've done so far, we've mentioned the intro, but it's got that great kind of like um, 80s horror, sort of almost like Argento-esque heavy synth intro, uh, and the outro as well, isn't it? They do it twice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which actually set me up to think it was going to be something else. I, I, I wasn't actually ready for what came next um which was just um it just sounded like an entire band falling down the stairs at, <laughs> <laughs> in a good way in a good way i mean i actually wrote down um just when the first track came in i scribbled down the first three bands that came into my head okay and it was venom megadeth, it. actually it's kind of venom jamming with megadeth and then i wrote down bad brains as well because i could just hear that coming through there's this kind of like frenetic energy there um it just sounds like the wheels are going to come off um but you know as you go through the album you can just pick out um you know all kinds of references as it goes on
0: there's definitely a lot of venom worship in there yeah Um, satan's crypt is another one that that stuck out for me that's again like being like you said with serpent skull fight they're just anthems that i can imagine live are going to go down an absolute
1: storm yeah there's one track that's got it's um I don't, whatever this means finit hick deo oh yes yes but there's a moment in there there's a great little uh, kind of this driving bass line comes in and then it almost almost segues into some sort of version of like iron maidens phantom of the opera but on crack
2: yeah it's, yeah
1: it, it's mad
2: 100 percent pure energy it's a marmite album i think <laughs> well, um, then it's a fucking marmite album it's um you know have you ever been to of course you have you've been at the airport and you're everyone's trying to get their luggage after uh, getting off the plane and you're all fed up and tired and a bit miserable and you're all clamoring for your luggage and the the luggage thingy that goes round and round is just too fast and you can't get your luggage you can't grab a hold of it and everyone's getting in your way and whatnot. And the second time round, you still can't grab it because it's just too fast and whatnot. That's how the album felt like to me. It's I just couldn't get a hold of anything because it's too fast. There's too much going on. And I just want my fucking luggage. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: and it's it's just, I, I mean, I don't know. I kind of like get more excited by the intro and the outro with those synth sounds. That's kind of, that felt like more me, but it's... You know, in the middle, you've got, you got that trio. You've got Usurper of Hell, Abyss of Lucifer and Serpent Skullfuck. And I think those are sort of the high points of the album. But even for me, they don't, they're just not memorable enough. And by that point of the album, I'm, I'm, I'm bored. And I don't want to be bored when I'm listening to something like this. And it feels like, I don't know, I mean, the title track near the end is seven minutes long. And <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. and they slow down. And I'm a bit like, whoa. As excellent. I catch my breath. This is this is more like it. You know, we don't have to be, you know, just, you know, fucking the head of a nun off at like at 200 miles an hour constantly. Yes, we fucking. Do. Um, <laughs> and then after about two minutes, here we go again. And it's just it's the same. And it's like, you know, it, if it was heavier and maybe just a bit more melodic, I think, you know, I'd, I'd be more interested. But it's just it's 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 it's, it's just not enough really quite to grab me and i i found myself really wanting to like it um but just ultimately thinking you know what i, I can pass on this because it's just well not there for me
1: i mean just to like so uh, for all my enthusiasm like i don't disagree with you uh, you know i think ultimately it it it, it rushes past i mean i, I jotted down i thought it's it, it's a going out album it's something you just put on when you're having a big night out and you're not particularly paying attention to it you just kind of want that aggro sound going on in amongst it all. Actually, there's one point um, that really stuck out. There's a track, um, Satan's crypt. That's got a really lovely melodic guitar solo in it. Um, And it's just, I found uh, all of a sudden I was like, Oh, okay. There's, there is more to them than I give them credit for. You know, I just thought they're kind of smashing away. um, You know, it's kind of that amphetamine charged, um motorhead in, on fast forward you know that's how it sounds and then right in the middle of the album guitar player hits this solo and i and i was like okay all right there's something else going on there so you know give them i'll give them some credit for that
0: no, they're only there are only two albums in so you know it is early days yet but they have there's no doubt they, they have gone for that uncompromising you know back to the face type of speed metal it, it, there's no but, sort of it, bucking about with it is there? this is
2: what a lot of the '80s were like for underground bands. Everyone was just yeah. trying to out fast and out nasty each other. They they weren't really concerned with writing songs, and and, and melodies and choruses to the same extent. It was just what, what can we do in half an hour? Although again, forty, I think forty-four I, minutes.
1: I, I was going to say actually that's clocking quite long. long yeah, yeah, it, it's quite, it's too long. I think a lot of these songs don't need to be like four-minute, five-minute songs at all. Half that. You know, I think they could they could still have the same impact, or probably more impact actually, if they just smashed it out. Every song's like one minute thirty seconds. You know, two minutes twenty is the epic.
0: Yeah, uh, and just yeah. play it like that. I, I, I even I even I'll agree with that. It does get a bit long at times, but um, but you know what? It was it made me get to work a bit quicker. I'll give it that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I can say is, and I'll take it right back to the start. They've got a song called "Serpent Skull Fuck," which means they win.
0: Yes, 100 fucking percent. So, um, But yeah, if if you haven't, please check out the, the artwork because it's fucking brilliant. I need to get it on vinyl because it just doesn't do it justice on a little screen. It's, it's not right. Um, won't be uh, showing it to the kids. All right, so Prosthetic Records uh, released a couple of albums this month. Um, we'll talk about one of them now because it's quite a big one. Uh, and as they're a British band, it's, it's, it's worth a lot of fuss. Um, Dawn Raid, To Know The Light. Came out on the twenty fourth of March. Um I'm sure you two are both in agreement with me that it took a f- bit of time to get into this.
2: Maybe not as long as you. No, no. Yeah, I, I, I
0: like I like Dawn Raider. Discovered them only about a year ago. To be fair, I've got the first album on vinyl and I listened to that a lot. Second album wasn't as good. This one has taken a, a few listens, but once it clicked, it it really clicked. So you know, go on, have you have you say?
2: I mean, I mean. I'm sure someone's going to pipe up that someone was doing this back in 1987 or something, and, you know, we've Probably. all forgotten about them. But I don't recall ever hearing a band ever sounding like this. Um, they stand out so much because of how they do things, you know, like no bass, the violin. But it's just oh, it's just that bloody word again, authenticity. Yeah. They they just sound... You know, it's, it's black metal with folk, but we're, we're very familiar to a very... Scandinavian approach, very Mm. maybe a bit whimsical and a bit Viking, a bit whatnot. But these guys have absolutely nailed that sort of working class medieval folk sound of of older Britain. This it it doesn't feel some sort like some sort of weird tacked on Hollywood movie interpretation. It generally feels like the kind of sound that um, they would have they would have made. In their small villages back in the day and, it, and as a result it's got a real folk horror vibe to it mm. um, and we again we talked about horror and metal in the past especially last week black sabbath were inspired by hammer horror but hammer horror sort of dwelt on the, the folk horror stuff a bit later didn't they yeah um so around the time of that first black sabbath album you had stuff like the wicker man and blood on satan's claw Witchfinder general, you know, we're not talking vampires, etc. We're talking about folk horror and paganism and harvests and that kind of stuff. And and to be fair, that first Black Sabbath album cover for me is more folk horror than gothic horror. And that's what I get from this album. And when you combine it with that anti-fascist socialist kind of real political kind of thing,
1: I, um, I, it, it, you talked about, you know, time taken to get into it. I, d- I don't think it necessarily took a long time for me, but I wrote it off um, in the beginning. Like, I think the first track to, to me was a bit, okay, so, so. And I I think they're a much more interesting band when they kind of veer away from the black metal. The black metal part of it is the kind of least intre- least interesting part of the album to me.
0: Yeah, I I see let's talk about that because, you know, it starts off, it's it's pretty much pure blackmail, it's quite raw. Um, and and most of the album goes that way. But, you know, the album opener, The Battle of Sudden Flame, I think it was the first single they dropped anyway. It's, it's you know, pure blackmail, but it does have that kind of folky touch. Like they, they have all the way through. Um and the closer, go as free companions, um, I think is is an absolute monster. It's 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 a proper yeah. fucking epic. Yeah but it's that spoken word piece requital, um, in the middle of the album sort like three or four songs in that just, it just takes the whole thing in a completely different direction. And it comes out of nowhere. You don't expect it to, to just appear like that. And that sort of sudden introspective approach, it, I don't know. It, that's what made me sort of listen to the album in a different way, because I started then trying to listen to the lyrics a bit more and,
1: Absolutely. Stuff yes. going on
0: in the background. And, and that, that that's what what changed everything for me.
1: I completely agree. And and I guess that's the thing. I mean, the lyrics, unless you're reading a lyric sheet, generally speaking, the lyrics are going to get lost, you know, with that delivery, you know, when they're going for Um, But yeah, when they bring in those folk elements, more traditional tunes and you can hear what's being said and sung all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit. OK, they're not the band I thought they were um and there's something quite substantial going on here
0: yeah they um they definitely got something to say i think is 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 another thing and like you said that authenticity they've got the the anti-fascist angle which they seem very passionate about which is obviously good um it's not the kind of thing you can tread lightly so if you're going to do it you're going to have to do it properly aren't you it's um and and you know a lot of their social media content is based around it as well
2: I mean, they're, they're from Liverpool, aren't they? So, yeah, yeah. you know, we, you, there's, no, there's no faking it. No, no, no. no. That is genuine.
0: But, I mean, I think, it, I think it's, still, it's still growing on me as an album. Um, I haven't really had a chance to sort of sit down and listen to it at home. I've only really listened to it in the car, which probably isn't the best place to listen no, to it. It's, it's, but,
2: it's, yeah, it's one to listen to. But, it, again, it's, you want to listen to it. Yeah, it's, we it's weird how like
0: something that. so bleak can be uplifting at the same time, if, I, if you know what but I mean. I think, I think
2: that is one. <laughs> you talk about sort of sitting at home in the dark or, you know, subdued light with, with 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 vinyl and your headphones. This is one to have in your ears whilst you're sort of, you know, atop Glastonbury tour. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on a sort of, you know, sort of autumn day.
0: Fucking Glastonbury burning fucking hippies.
1: <laughs> but... Um, I've yeah. got um and they I'm um I've noticed they're on the uh, lineup at Desert Fest. Yeah. Um That's so awesome. I'm looking forward to that. So I'll be there for that weekend. So I will check them out definitely because I want you know it'd be interesting to see how they recreate or or do some of this stuff live, you know, like those those close harmonies and those that kind of almost like there's that moment where it always goes into like I don't know if it's plain song, maybe I'm I'm kind of barking up the wrong tree there, but um, you know, those very folky harmonies. Um, that would be great live.
0: Yeah, I, I, I missed them back in December when they were were playing in Brighton. I didn't, just couldn't make the show. You know, they were playing with Vacuous and and a couple of other great bands, um, and I missed it. And some disappointed I do need to definitely catch them live. I think I think they I think they're going to get quite a lot of exposure off the back of this album. They already are. Yeah. I think they they will grow from it. And they they will you know they will have a lot of opportunity. I think Europe will lap them up. European metal fans will love this kind of shit another british band that we need to uh you know push in it so
1: um yeah so i was going to say something else then but i won't i think uh, i think we've covered it
0: yeah well potentially it's one that i'm going to revisit i think um as, as time goes on i may pick up the vinyl so i can actually listen to it properly um and yeah yeah we'll see right the banishment machine and bone so and this is one you brought to the party i i I'd never heard of this band and then you pointed out that it's it's got some interesting or an interesting member when you consider what the sound is.
2: Yeah, I well, I I, I didn't even hear of it myself until it popped up as a new release. Um, I think on the day of release, and it was on one of my feeds, and I checked it out, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty bloody good stuff." I mean, this is pretty much bang on nine inch nailed on nineties industrial. <laughs>
0: I see what you did there.
2: Yeah. Um, well, it's it's just it's Easter, isn't it? So you know, all very relevant. Well, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. This this is. It's not like a, an album of the year by any means, but I think there's going to be a lot of people who, if they were to listen to this album, certainly of our generation, will really enjoy it because, yeah, like I say, it's just proper. 90s industrial they've got that sound they've got that production they've got that approach to the guitarists absolutely nailed on and unlike a lot of the bands that were knocking about in that period they've got the songs yeah um no they're not they're not nine inch nails they're not you know marilyn manson is you know when he was good um or ministry or anything like that they're not quite at that scale but you know at, at times they reminded me of gravity kills Oh wow. They had it? that sound, but better songs. I uh, can
0: hear I can hear prong.
2: Yeah, yeah, because prong had that sort of sort of sound backwards but it's, kind of prong. And it's you know, people think oh industrial goth and you know, darkness and all that, but they're an LA band, line up to come, LA band, and I just have that sort of 90s movie kind of sticky sunny deserty kind of feel to it as well it's it's it, you know so you know it's, it's a bit of a bit of an odd one in that regard but yeah the the, the key member here is George Lynch of docking you know as 80s as you're going to get in in his era and yeah he's he's just sagged into this era you know many years too late but he's sagged into this stuff he's bought a a few people with him and they've all done a bang up job you, you got some familiar faces there i mean you got um richard patrick not robert patrick so oh, i was yeah. i always end up getting them confused
1: like the guy from filter
2: yes yeah, yeah. richard patrick from filter yeah. who's on um, on a track called max Payne. big old chorus big big whopping guitars like you say could could be Filter in their prime and again they know when to slow down in the middle you got a little bit of a sort of it, it pulls back there's an instrumental there. Turtle Track closes the album, which is an absolute belter. But it's it's I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I it, You know, this album is so 90s. I half expected the cast of Seinfeld to walk through the door when I was listening to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, for people of our age who were into this stuff, you know, who like that kind of stuff at the time, it, this is this is a must listen. It's just, yeah. just a really enjoyable album. And, you know, I, I, hope, I hope they get support because it's the kind of thing that if no one pays attention, we'll, they'll just forget about and no one will care. And that's a I was
0: I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. When you told me about yeah. it, I thought it was George Lynch, so I've got to have a listen to it. And I, yeah, surprised. Max Payne, in my, I got that in my notes. That's one of the, the sort of standout songs. That and, and Right is another one. Those two songs especially, it does. It makes me think of, of Prong from Cleansing and Backwards. So he's, and, I'm I, you know, that album, Cleansing, is, is one of my all-time favourites. So it, that's mm-hmm. it's, that's why it kind of clicked for me. I think it, it really yeah. resonates. So that is, definitely the surprising album of the month.
1: Yeah. So, is, so I, ha- I haven't heard any of this. I haven't heard a note of it, but I'm just curious to know, is um, like George Lynch, is he kind of like using his name or is he fairly anonymous, you know, in terms of he's in there, he's, he's in the mix, but it's, it's a band name. He's not going out under under his name.
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's kept as understated as he can because obviously yeah. he's still got the name. It's still going to be in the press stuff and all that. But you know, it's not. It's not like it's being made a big song and dance like this is George Lynch's current project.
1: Yeah, that's yes. really cool. It's, it's, that's really cool.
0: Complete, completely out of nowhere. If yeah. someone like it, that to do this kind the, of music,
2: that's the thing is that you wouldn't. I, d- I don't know if it's a compliment or not, but it's you wouldn't know it's him from it because no, it doesn't sound like Docker and it doesn't sound like 80s guitar. He's he's just like I say, like eased into it so organically. Um,
0: yes, yeah, there's homework for you for the week. going and listen to that. It's- yeah, there's this there's,
2: there's, there's stuff here. If you know, if they'd have played at full till back in the day, it would have kicked off.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell, the dying swans would have been all over that. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. Um, look. <laughs> We, we got rattled through it because there's, there's so many to get through. So going back to prosthetic, um, Dawn Raider on um, Four Token Triumphs came out on the 17th of March through Prosthetic. Um, again, this is one that kind of you know came out of nowhere a little bit. I'd, I'd never heard of them before. Saw it pop up on social media. People were raving about it, so I thought, fuck it, let's give it a listen. And um, yeah, this this is this is a fucking belter as well. Um, Symphonic melodic death metal. It's all based around mythology and folklore. Um, I believe they're only a two-piece at the core as well. Yeah. Um, this this is this would have been a fucking great soundtrack to the Battle of the Bastards in Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's got that kind of feel to it. it. It's yeah, they're they're definitely one to watch. I mean, I don't know if you two have, have listened to it that much, but it, it, no, this it,
1: is another one that I I have to sit this one out. And it uh, it's on yeah. the list. It's on the list. It's on it's, the list. No, there, there's
2: a lot going on, obviously. On That's I'm, I'm, I was really quite um, surprised at how much is going on, and, and as a result, it's it's it means it's less immediate for me, and it's still one I'm I'm working on, um, and it will it will be one I work on over the long term because it's not an immediate thing. It's kind of a polar opposite in some ways of Hell Crash because it's like you know that was Route One in your face hammer smashed face. And this is we're we're just going to smother you with so much different kinds of metal. You're not sure how to absorb it, Um, but you've got the hooks going on dotted about and the little, the little melodies and the epic bits and this and that. Um, And yeah, it's one of those albums I thought, you know what this, this is a potential top 10 end of year contender, but it's going to take a lot of effort to get there. And I just need to be very patient with it. Um, P- production is good production is nailed on yeah, it sounds amazing. Um, like i say there's nothing there's nothing there that really kind of puts me off sound wise you know, in terms of vocals or the sound or anything like that which is great that's you know because otherwise it's i'm a bit reluctant to come back to it to make that effort but it's balanced enough but yeah i i'm i want to listen to it to it some more but at the moment it's too early for me to really praise it or criticize it or whatever
0: yeah, I've I've listened to it a hell of a lot to come to the opinion I have. Um, you're right, I agree. It it, it did take a little bit of time. But I think Bean, when you when you come to listen to it, if you want to pick out one song, pick out a song called The Labors. Um, it's a proper, thunderous, call to arms battle metal epic kind of thing, and it's it's got great solos on it, it's got big chanting kind of chorus. It's
1: it, it's it's got saying like- all the right things, Tregenza yeah, Exactly,
0: exactly. Things. You'll be wielding a fucking axe around your, your living room and and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's 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 a challenging listen, but it's it's definitely rewarding at the end of it. Definitely. And I think it. I think this could definitely be in my top ten for the year. A solid one. So, uh, yeah, an- another unexpected gem. They've got a previous album as well. So I'm going to go back and have a have a listen to that to see mm-hmm. where, you know, where they've. These, kind of gone these from. top
1: tens are just going to be big bloated top tens, aren't they? With a few extras just kind of stuffed in. It is going to be a bit like that.
2: This, this is good Thing is This is a polar opposite of last year where I was still trying to sort of get back into the infu- infusing about new stuff and easing back in. And I didn't have K man riffs to guide me through. I didn't have certain other things. And I was I was kind of almost like floundering for top 10s because it's like, well, I like these, but I don't now. It's just I don't know what to do.
1: <laughs> it's a smorgasbord. I'm going to
2: I'm going to struggle it, we're we, You know, we're not barely in the fourth month of the year. It's ridiculous. I know that's that's crazy, isn't it?
0: Well, um, I've, I've I've already started the April list, so we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> Um uh, There was that. Uh, a few others. Night Demon, you know, a band that have been around for a few years now, to be fair. Um, pretty straightforward. Nawattam, type of band. Um, Outsider came out of Century Media on the 17th of March. Um, I've had a few listeners to it. It's good fun. Uh, the title track, Outsider, is really good it doesn't really
1: yeah. kind of grab you by the balls and no, i, I hurry you around the room kind of thing um and i enjoyed it i th- i thought it was fun but yeah it was i i just kind of you know had it on once let it play through you know it's 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 it is what it is um yeah. n- not a bad album but yeah i don't i don't particularly feel like i need to go back and do that again
2: yeah i i, I certainly agree with a title track it's the thing is it's 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 an enjoyable record And it's fun. And like you say, it's 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 new new what or new of them or whatever you want to call it. But it's kind of also got that vibe of, you know, maybe blokes in their sort of late 40s who are playing old school heavy metal outside of their nine to five. And that may be well be what they are. Um,
0: Weekend Warriors.
2: Yeah. 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 But as a result, (laughs) it's kind of it maybe doesn't have quite that vibe. Tality that you want from metal it just feels a little bit too formulaic it's, um, it's, got,
1: it's got its top button undone that's kind of <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's it's it kind of feels like sort of it's radio friendly old school metal for middle america in some ways
0: yeah it feels like they almost need to let themselves go a little bit and yeah um and you know what if if they did um they'd probably be a bit more along the lines of blind oath So another release. So again, this is one out of nowhere. Had a good listen to it. This this is this this is how I want that kind of metal to sound. It's it's kind of Motorhead, Venom, bit of Saxon thrown in there, just some good old hard rock. It's just riffs and solos, and it's what what, when we were talking about the other the other week, manly metal. I think we called it the kind of metal that puts hairs on your chest. Nah. Um, so yeah, self <laughs> self-titled self-title, Blind Oath. They're from the US. This came out on Horton Records. Never heard of them before this month, but thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, it's it's for for me, you got there's a good balance on this record. Um, they know where to speed up, they don't know where to slow down. Um, they got the melodies, they got the riffs. Um we're not talking about anything particularly original again thought, or, yeah. or, you know, or classic or in terms of, you know, in terms of quality of the album. Um, but they managed to get the balance between raw, heavy and fast and melodic just, just quite well. Yeah. Um, vocals. I'm not sure about the vocals are maybe a bit kind of too gruff for me. And maybe take a bit one dimensional
0: at times. Aren't they they yeah.
2: Take me out a little bit. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, when you consider what, you know metal vocals can be like this feels a bit too yeah um maybe not always appropriate but it's not enough for me to want not, not want to listen to the album it's what it's i'm definitely going to come back to this album more than night the night demon album certainly
0: yeah that's not what i mean it's just a bit more a bit more interest, a bit more exciting a bit more going on in it yeah do you want to weigh in on that? I don't know if you had listened
2: no, to it. No, I no,
1: I did listen to it and I really enjoyed it, but you you guys have summed it up perfectly. That's that's pretty much all that can be said. Really yeah, nailed it. It, it. it does what it does well. Um, well, look, if you
0: want to get on your high horse, um, I'll let you talk about the new Mork album because someone's oh, got- I love
1: Mork. I love Mork. they were they were like an early. Oh, I say they, it's so a he. So um, but that was an early lockdown discovery. I mean uh um Thomas Erickson the guy's name has been putting out music for probably uh 10 years I think under as as Mork uh but I hadn't heard any of it and um discovered some of it then and been listening to it since and this the new album that's just come out um I've taken my my eyes off the radar a bit because it was it was a surprise announcement for me anyway um sound wise if you like kind Of where Dark Throne are at at the moment, it's like we talked about enslaved at the start of the podcast and that kind of very um sophisticated sonic palette that they're using. Uh, this is completely the opposite, you know, this still has a lot of punk going on in there, so it's black metal, but there's it's rough, um, but it's still quite rocky, bit of gothic influence in there. Um, it just I just enjoy it, it just has the right amount of filth. Um, which is one of my favorite flavors. So I'm, you know, I'm all over it. Like I said, it's very, you know, if you enjoy the last uh, two or three, maybe three, I guess, Dark Throne albums, you know, where they're at at the moment, it's a very similar sound. It sits in that same space. Um, they're also bringing in a bit of um, synth work in there as well. So that's, you know, kind of a uh, another similarity with the newer Dark Throne stuff. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I think, I think Thomas Eriksson's a cool guy. If like, you don't know his podcast, he does a really good podcast as well where he gets a lot of black metal musicians in. So if you kind of, you know, want to find out more about that um, it's good to listen to um, their conversations because a lot of it is um, you just kind of realize it, it, it lifts the veil a little bit, you know, and a lot of it's very jolly and just, you know, men talking about the music they love and you think of black metal and it's a little, if you're an outsider, it's a little bit scary. It's a little bit um, impenetrable. Um, But you listen to these, these musicians talking to each other, you know, and all the stories are the same stories as the ones we told, you know, they all listen to kiss. They all listen to the first black Sabbath album, staring at the album cover, you know, and just getting into music. And it's, that's what they ended up making, you know, and off the back of the podcast, you know, I got a lot of interest in in, in the music that um, Mork's putting out. I, I I love it. I enjoy it. It's you know it's not breaking the mold. It's not doing anything new. Mork don't really evolve that much. They just kind of do what they do. They're a bit of a Motorhead band in that respect. A few new ideas, um, but it's great.
2: Yeah, I mean what what I liked about it, what I found refreshing is that uh, they're they they're not a, a a black metal band as we've we've come to establish over the last thirty years. Mork feels more like a a classic first wave black metal band where there's still that earthy post-punk goth kind of influence going on as much as, you know, the evil metal sounding stuff. And that's kind of what appealed to me is it it felt very 80s in a lot of places uh, and quite, quite listenable. And as a result, a lot more accessible than, you know, Norwegian second wave onwards. Um, And that's kind of what pulled me in. I'm not sure it's going to be a classic album for me, this year, but it's 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 a this is a refreshing album, uh, which I'm not sure you want to say about this kind of stuff, but that's definitely a compliment.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, being you, you know, you, you talk about the the more recent Dark Throne output, and I've never been a Dark Throne fan, but I did enjoy the most recent album, um and yeah, this has got a similar feel, but it is a lot easier to get into than that I've never been. I've never, never really listened to more call that much, and what I have listened to was kind of passed me by a little bit. But I've actually listened to this album a bit more, giving it proper time, and yeah, I, I enjoy it. it. It is easier to penetrate than, than a lot of other kind of raw black metal. Definitely, it's, it's got a bit of a warmth to the production that just makes it easier to get in, easier to listen to. It, it definitely made me want to go back and and have a dive into more of the the previous work now, and have, with a different with a different ear.
1: Yeah, he's do- I mean, this. I, I would say this album is, um, I, I guess, I mean, there are riffs on it, certainly, but it's probably less riffy than, like, the, the last few albums that he's done. You know, there's a lot more texture there. Um, the gothic influences coming out, um, you know, a lot more. Uh, special guests, um, Helvik from Klovelatak is on there as well. So, you know, there's an- another point of interest um i can't remember the name of the track on there but uh first track side B. for those of you that still buy records um but yeah i i just i just feel really enthusiastic you know it's a it's a band i love i'm kind of a little bit biased in that in that respect you know it's kind of i already felt like i was gonna love it as soon as i put it down on the on the turntable and you know i just had a lot of fun with it i do like i like how how low-key the artwork and the band
0: logo is it's all it's all quite well, like I said, low-key, there's, there's nothing kind of in your face about it. It's just like a, a sketch or a photo type thing and, and their logo is just quite small in the corner and it's all very subtle. I quite like that whole that package yeah. that they've got.
1: It, draw, it draws you in you know because it does it just looks like a dirge and and all of his album covers are the same you know they just kind of look a bit murky and a bit bleak but then you can sit and look at them and like on the, this new record you know you can see there's a figure kind of in in amongst that murk and that draws you in a little bit further and you start looking at other little bits and um it's all part of the experience isn't it i suppose it's kind of like the first black Sabbath album isn't it it's the, the more you
0: look at it the more you kind of take in from it. And, you know, I I do like that. And you're right. You're only going to fully appreciate that by looking at it on 12 inches.
1: I've never, never got bored of looking at that image. (laughs) The first (laughs) Black Sabbath album, I could stare into that album cover, you know, again and again and again, and, and always find it just as compelling and just as fascinating as I always have. I love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure the people who live in Durham Mill these days are, are really happy about that. All these <laughs> looking through their front fence. So, oh god, you know, um, what else have we got? Fucking hell, um, Allfather. So, this is a uh, very much a British band. This, they're from uh, from the Medway area of Kent, which is somewhere I used to live. Uh, very familiar with it. Um <laughs> if, if if ever there was going to be a soundtrack to living in Medway
1: yeah
0: they've written it hundred percent this yeah Christ, yeah it's, it's this called is. a violent truth which again is is very apt it's a six six track ep um self-released and um I think the um the words I can throw at it are gritty, angry, um venomous, heavy um there's plenty of hooks on it as well it is it's just so fucking in your face and it really does sound like Chatham on a Saturday night. Yes,
1: yeah, I really I I, I, I've got a lot of time for All Father. I think they're a great band. Um, I was lucky enough to play with them a few years ago, know them fairly well. Um, get them on the podcast, they would be excellent guests on here. Um, you know, they love metal. And that, they, that move that move has already been made. They they
0: will be Yeah, do
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, i like I say, you're you to live in Kent Tregenza, and I'm half Kentish, so oh, yeah. we'll uh, we'll bond, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's a really strong release. I think it is, and
1: I, I know I, I'm going to repeat myself here, but for me, side what we will call side B, yeah, it absolutely flattened me. Mm. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's all, it's all good, but that second half of the record, it just really fucking brings it. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I'm not keen on making comparisons to other bands, but sometimes you have to. But for me, uh, this this felt like you know the rebirth of Kylisa, but angrier and nastier. Yeah,
0: I can get that. Which
2: which is which I'm down with. And and yeah, I mean, like I say that side A, it it goes at a good place and it's heavy and it's, yeah, a bit mid-paced and whatnot. But yeah, that side B just it's it's like it's like the Hulk walloping Loki and the Avengers on the ground. It's just
0: fuck. So it would be like you could kind of say that it's like Iron Monkey walking into Kylie's rehearsal studio, ripping up their two fucking drum kits and beating them to death with it.
2: Yeah, um, I think so. that's a, that's a <laughs> nailed on analogy.
0: You no, know, no, fair play to it's, um, yeah, I, I've yeah. only discovered them fairly recently, to be honest, and but I I, I love what I hear. It's just, you know, it, there's 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 some corrosion conformity in there. There's, like I said, Iron Monkey, all that kind of slud stuff. There's a real punk attitude to it as well. Which I do love. And also big respect to them for their merch because um they make a big deal out of using better quality t-shirts. Charging slightly more money, but using much better quality t-shirts. So
1: do you know? Yeah, I can I can I can uh, attest to that as well. I've got the so if like if you like All Father, check out they got a little side project as well, Hirschlager. Um and now uh, the reason I'm talking about them is because I've got a Hirschlager t-shirt and it's and it's <laughs> it is the the quality is such that that um my girlfriend will often like if I'm wearing that t shirt, she'll make oh, you're wearing that t-shirt. Oh um, yeah. She loves it, I love it. Um and another great band just off the back of um off the back of All Father. I think they got busy during lockdown and just did some music um outside of you know what they do in that band. Um, you know, very similar. It's all riff. It's all riff. And you, so, you can't ask for more. Yeah. Check them out too you know uh, yeah. That's your homework.
0: Okay, I'm on that. Um please make it easier for me and send me some links. There's just a couple of others then to round things up before we uh you know sort of waffle off into the night. Hate Sphere are back. Um the Hate Sphere are straight to the point, Danish Euro Thrash, I suppose if you want to call it. Been around for donkeys years now, off out of the ashes of the likes of barcode. HvR, one of those bands that because Jacob Breedal was in them, I was interested. Barcode, my favourite all-time hardcore band, and everything he touched over the years um, has always turned to gold for me. And, you know, HvR, route one, but I have always liked what they do. Um, And this album does have a rather enjoyable cover of Scorpions, Another Piece of Meat as well, which kind of (laughs) took me by surprise when I was listening to it. So, you know, they're known for a few covers over the years. So... You know, it. has anybody listened to this? I haven't. known.
2: Yeah. yeah, It's um for me, it's very much um Burger King of metal. Well, you're um, fucking tonight, aren't you? Sorry, yeah. Um, it's you know, it's satisfying and it's enjoyable and it and it you know it is it's it's meaty and it fills you up and you love it, um, but you don't want to listen to it just anytime soon you will come out maybe another one next month
0: oh yeah, it's, def- it's definitely wonderful. it's
2: definitely one it's i mean like i say it, it it occupies that apex point between groove thrash, and scandinavian melodic you know for me this is proper late 90s early 2000s the haunted that kind of stuff it's it's there's no it's not they're not trying to be anything else and and yeah it's really satisfying but but it's yeah it's, we're not we don't talk about anything deep here
0: Oh, fuck. No, this, this is music to put on before you go into a fight. Basically, it's. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, and and there's, yeah. there's always a place for that. Um, it just might not be of a Saturday evening with a glass of wine. Um, yeah. And like you said, enjoyable. It's called Hatred, Hatred Reborn. Um, it was out on the 24th of March. So, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. Good,
2: then, good for the gym.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is that kind of thing, isn't it?
2: Good it's, for the gym. Humping. Mm. Mm.
0: That way. Um, evil cult the devil is always looking for souls
1: bloody hell
0: yeah so this is um they're brazilian again this is another one i stumbled across on social media this week or last week um the artwork is <laughs> again it, it kind of suggests what's inside it it's it's a it's a, a drawing of a priest being attacked by a couple of demons so you know straight to the point route one proper heavy metal there there are three piece so a proper metal power trio all studs and leather and bullet belts, and yeah, again, this isn't this isn't reinventing the wheel in any way, shape, or form. But it's it's a very enjoyable melodic speed metal album with a bit of atmosphere thrown in as well. Whereas Hell Crashes, literally a crash. This is a bit more like, oh, I fell over, but that's not too bad. It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's, it's it's just got it's it's just a little bit a little bit easier on the ears. But good fun
2: nonetheless it's, it's got that roomy reverb to it hasn't it that yes. sort of um production to it yeah i mean i've only given it one listen so far um but yeah i mean there, there's there's enough there to sort of bring me back again with the with that old school sound um so i can't uh can't say anything else at the moment
0: no, but it's, uh, it's it's a good release and worth listening to if you like. Just you know, like I said, good old traditional heavy metal and South America loves that kind of thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. Stands to reason. Lamp of Murmur. Now, this is something that this is an artist that I I wasn't familiar with much more than about three four months ago. Um, Bean, I believe you are. This, this this is quite new to me, but yeah, it's, it's it's black metal, but there's a bit more to it than that
1: well well i mean i i i haven't listened to i I have listened to some of the album i haven't got all the way through it yet um literally i just caught up with this one today Uh, but what i'm curious about what's interesting to me is i've been listening to a lot of their stuff over the last couple of years um very lo-fi um black metal um you know kind of uh i'm not sure how it was produced but um you know and a lot lot of material being churned out and this to me sonically seems to be a real leap towards a different sort of sound um there's a lot more production going on there's a lot more depth to it you know this isn't that just kind of rattling away in a cellar which is pretty much how everything sounded um before this point so now i i loved what was going on before i really i was really curious about them i couldn't couldn't didn't quite know how to take lamp of murmur the first time i heard them you know they but they there was something compelling there that just drew me in um stuck with it listened to a lot of their stuff this one i think is going to be a different trip altogether um so i'm i'm feeling really positive about it but it's kind of a watch this space Um, see what happens but it's um i mean if if you go back and check the old stuff and then have a listen to this new one you'll see that it's they're worlds apart really um so it remains to be seen if it's a a successful kind of move but we'll see i'm feeling
0: i I hear like musically i hear late 90s early 2000s immortal it's got that kind of yeah yeah frosty frosty sound and it um but it it is it's really well produced If if that's what they were like before i haven't listened to any of that but this is particularly well produced. So if it's that big a leap, yeah, that's, that's quite unusual.
1: Yeah, and we'll see. You know, we'll see if that's a um, where that where they go from there. You know, I don't know. But I, so this, I, I I kind of file this one under, um, yeah, I haven't quite got there yet. But I'm I'm uh, I want to give this one some time. You know, I've been a fan of what they've done. I'm aware that this is very different, so I just kind of want to really, you know, headphones on, go for a walk, dig into this one.
0: And you struggle with this a little bit, isn't it? Hasn't, hasn't quite hit the spot.
2: Not just yet. But I think it's uh, again, I think it's it's got that potential too. But at the moment, yeah, it's it's early days for me and I'm still undecided.
0: It it wasn't it's definitely not an easy listen. And I again I need to, to give it a few more spins, but you know, I like what I've heard so heard so far and I'm I'm intrigued to hear what what they were like prior to this release, if if they are that different. So yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll come back to that at some point. It's um it's, it's really interesting when bands do that when they make a big jump. You know, I mean, on obviously much different end of the scale with Metallica going from Justice for All to the Black album. And <laughs> you know, when that kind of thing happens, it's it's, it's just odd oh, there must be a reason for it. But mm. um just a couple of ones to round up for the month. Uh Cruelty, Untopia, I really enjoyed that. Um, they call themselves disgusting music. Which is which is pretty appropriate. Um,
1: it's, right up there with Coldplay, then.
0: Uh, well, absolutely. Um, the uh, the similarities are uncanny. Um, look, it's, it's sort of death metal and hardcore kind of mix. It, it reminds me of like the early two thousand stuff bands like Archangel and Length of Time. It's that sort of thing. If you're into that, you'll like it. It's it's that kind of thing, but a lot more low end. It's, it's really fucking horrible, angry. I think I'm the only one in this room that enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, and uh Necropanther. We we yes. talked about Necropanther a few weeks ago, but I think we need to we just need to touch on the album again. Um yeah, I again one that came out of nowhere, I hadn't heard of them before, really enjoyed this album. Um and it's a concept album around the Warriors, so it's a win-win. Oh wow, okay.
1: That's going on my list then. Yeah. That sounds go. incredible.
2: Yeah. It doesn't none. look like it, you know. The artwork, no. no. yeah, it's, it's, it refers to it, but the the the, the colours don't don't necessarily do that. But yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this album. And said, came out of nowhere. But that first track, it's just a you know a mix of speed, fresh, um, lots of melody, lots of dynamics, and then it doesn't stop. Um, they know when to just just to sort of pull back a bit here and there. And then just ramp back into it, but just throw the melody in. I mean, there's there's one track in particular, halfway through the album, which I didn't write down, but yeah, Wanderers. It's just there's just a sort of this cl- huge climbing me- melodic riff, but just it, it doesn't fit the song, but <laughs> it 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 just make, you know it just sort of organically fits it. In other ways, it's it's bizarre. I can't get my head around around it, but it's um, yeah. The whole the whole album is stuffed of, of little melodies and riffs and whatnot, and it's just fast and angry and heavy. And he sounds nasty. And yeah, I mean, this is potentially a top ten of the year for me. But I'm still I'm still working on it. That's the thing. There, there, there's a lot going on there in in similar ways to Four Token. There's a lot to to take in. Um, so I haven't quite finished my opinion yet, but I'm really enjoying it.
0: It reminds me of um, a band that ran a few years ago. I'm not sure if they still are called This Is Hell, um, which again, thrashy, hardcore type thing. It's got that kind of intensity to it. So if you were into them when they mm-hmm. were around a few years ago, this will be up your street. Um, yeah, like Anne said, it's, it's heavy, it's fast, it's angry. But there's there, like I said, there's enough breakdowns in it and enough melody that it, it just, it's, it's dynamic enough. It just does, it doesn't. Yeah, that's, that's the room. thing. I think.
2: I think some of the albums this week, this month of, you know, for me, just a lack of dynamism, a bit more of that might pull me in a bit, yeah. but also 39 minutes. That's it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's that core, isn't it? That's 35 it. to 44 you minutes. Know,
2: you know what you're doing.
0: Which, um, on that note, um, by the time this episode goes out, I think the new Metallica will be out looking forward into, into this month. So we may have to talk about that a little bit next week. Um, we'll be, uh, We'll be joined by Alex Palmer from Seventh Circle Artworks next week for a bit of a chat. Um, but I don't think we can avoid talking about Metallica next week, so.
2: And I don't think we want to, which is nice. Yeah, we actually is. we're looking forward to this album rather than, like, yeah. being potentially <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, Look, cautious.
0: Hardwired was good. Um, Death Magnetic was good. I've heard of this so far. Myself and Bean are, uh, are going to the Hackney Picture House on Thursday evening to have a yeah, right yeah so um yeah i'm uh, interested i've read a couple of reviews and they're sort of mixed some say it's not quite there a couple of other reviews have said it's it's angry and it's hungry and all of that so
1: i think i'm getting radical, the sense. Polarize. i'm getting the sense that it's quite a layered album in that yes. it's not an instant win you know and i think that's potentially a really good thing um which is an hour and 20 minutes long or seven, 77 minutes to be precise. Yeah. I mean, let's see. Let's yeah. see. I'm feeling good about it. I, I really am. Yeah. I'm quite excited. Yeah. All right. Well, we will we'll pick
0: that up next week. Um, but thank you, gents. It's been uh, fun going back over March and adding more to the ever growing potential top 10 list. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be doing the same in April. Thanks for listening. And uh, we will catch you all
1: next week.
2: Bye.